Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on? It's your boy, King Petty. I'm back with episode six of Ryan's Rundown on the iHeartRadio app. It's time for Ryan's Rundown, giving you the latest on today's hottest topics and exclusive sit-down interviews with today's cultural influencers. And now, here's King Petty himself, Ryan. Today, I got special guests in studio. It's going to be a conversational type of thing. It's not going to be a lot of me talking. Uh, I want everybody to introduce themselves. Brooklyn, what you already teasing over this. Get ready. <laughs> um, let's just go on the line. Everybody introduce themselves and tell them a little about yourself. Give them a rundown so the people know. All right. Well, I'm Brooklyn. I'm 24. Um, Ryan already told me I'm identified as a millennial. So, yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. What's up? It is Amani, a.k.a. your oh girl, Amani G. I am 24 <laughs> years old, um, and I am a millennial, too. Hi, I'm Brenda. I'm 24 years old, and I also am a millennial. Dope. Peyton? Hey, y'all. It's Peyton. I guess I am a millennial as well. <laughs> uh, I'm this, 24, I guess. and... I'm really excited to be on the show today. All right, so if you can't tell, like, I want to talk about millennials today. We're all kind of in that age demographic. And to be honest, I never really clarified or wanted to call myself a millennial. Um, I feel like sometimes they can kind of get a bad rep. But in reality, that is kind of like the age demographic. And, like, I know my work ethic specifically, I guess you could say it is kind of like the millennial age where it's different than just your everyday nine-to-five job and whatnot. But I want to just put it out on the floor. This is for anybody. Like, what do you guys think defines a millennial? goes to Google. <laughs> no, that's real, though. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I feel like to be a millennial is dope because we have such a different perspective than, like, our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely tell the age difference between our generation and, like, the generation under us. So I feel like we like quick access to everything, but we also know how to work for stuff. Millennials encompass both generation um, X and Z, to my knowledge. I could be so wrong, but (laughs) um, when I talk about it at work and um, trying to target millennials, it's a big group, and I think we differ so much. Um, We're on the tail end of that generation, so we do have differing opinions for the most part. Um, So we get categorized with like some of the youngins maybe that's what I mean like I didn't want to be categorized as that because I feel like I have the old person mentality like to me when Mm -hmm. I think of a millennial it's somebody who's like they'll leave they don't have a job in LA and they'll just go out there Mm -hmm. where me I would make the move but I also want a plan and I feel like that plan makes me kind of like old school I guess you could say but I think that that kind of encompasses what it means to be a millennial if you think about it like there's so many different things that we have um, and there's such a big diversity among like each of us as human beings like what does it mean to be a millennial it's specifically an age group right if Mm -hmm. we're looking at the textbook definition but like also, we got old mindsets. Some of us mm-hmm. have really young mindsets. And I think 
society, the reason why we even are grouped as millennials is when they first started complaining about us. Mm -hmm. Remember? Like mm -hmm. those stereotypes of, that's, that's such a millennial. They would go out with no job plan, no mm -hmm. anything, and move to a different city, or they're going to be in all of this debt, and they just say, oh, well, they're not going to have what their parents and their grandparents had because of the way the economy is set up. They just classify us as this, like, lost group of people. And I think we can change the narrative on that by saying, like, we are planning stuff out. We are accomplishing things in our careers. We Maybe we don't like the daily nine-to-five lifestyle. It may be different for us, but we can make money in other ways. Like, just yeah, because it's a shift. we don't have to fit in that mold. Yeah, I think changing the narrative is, is probably the most powerful part of what you just said. Because to me, I kind of differ with you a little bit. I mm -hmm. think that if I want to pick up and move to a new city or move to a new country, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to figure see, out how to do it. Let me say I I respect it. So like you disagree, but I'm actually, I, part of me wishes I was like that. Mm -hmm. Because... I'm one that has to have a plan. And if I don't have a plan, it's going to drive me crazy. Now I will still be in that same position. So I almost admire millennials who are like you because I would never be able to do that. I, so I think. I just picked up and, and moved to Spain. I picked up and moved to Costa Rica. I've picked up and moved. I just picked up and moved to Miami. So that's the new spot that I'm at right now. But I think that part of what makes millennials cool is the fact that we have no excuses. We have no excuses in terms of what Imani said, that we have all the information at our fingertips, but I think that we also make no excuses for not following our dreams. If you mm -hmm. have a dream, we go for it. Whereas so many people in our parents' generations were, you know, how many times have we not heard, oh, I really wanted to be a baseball player. I really wish I had a singing career. I really wish I had had the opportunity to travel, but we just pick up and we do it. Okay, so I googled the age, <laughs> the age of millennials, and it's from 1981 to 1995. Ooh, so I just made that. It, and Generation yeah. Z is not in the millennials. Generation Z is from 1996 to 2010. That's Generation Z gap. Um, and I was actually reading a lot of articles recently on Forbes, um, you know, on LinkedIn about uh, millennials and kind of how they act, kind of. How we act differs from other generations. For example, like we, our savings and how we spend our money is way more responsible oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. than our parents' generation. So we have we value our savings account, but we also value funds. So we think about how to do stuff in the smart way. So if you're gonna travel, do an Airbnb rather a hotel and stuff like that. So we use a lot of like little tips like that that helps us save money mm -hmm. and grow our savings. I think we're just a hustling breed, um, not just in the U.S. because millennials are everywhere, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not intimidated by no either. I think it's more of a motivation for us. A lot of us get the no and then we're like, all right, well, I'm going to do something else. Like, mm -hmm. it's a quick turnaround. Um, I'll throw Ryan under the bus. Like, he says he's oh, not the, <laughs> that, that person. But I'm like, you were the same person who was not accepting jobs until it was the job for you. So That's it's true. still That's like true. a I'm going to get what I want to get type of energy and I, that we feed. But I feel like sometimes that also can be a negative thing for us, that people look at us. I know personally there's people, I'm not going to say names or nothing, but that I know who definitely categorize themselves as millennial, and they almost are like entitled. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people in this group are not like that. There is a form of an entitlement, I think, um, 
But I feel like there's ways in which we can break that down. Sometimes you just, you know, you're good for something. And, and I tell people all the time, I feel like everything happens for a reason. All of those no's are meant, they make the yes mean so much more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we continue to have this experience of this experience of just like, oh, well, I didn't get it and it's their fault and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. We're not going to learn. I learn from every single no that I have gotten mm-hmm. because it only takes one yes to completely change your life. Like just one. So it may not be entitlement, but just confidence. I think it's confidence that can also be mistaken sometimes for entitlement. But we're confident because we know the world around us in which we're living, Mm. because we're creating it. Every generation gets to create something. They leave behind something, and we're creating our footsteps right now. Do you think that maybe we don't share all the no's? Do you think that that Um, That's a very good question. well, I think we definitely don't share all the no's because social media exactly. is a big part exactly. of it. So um, I deleted my Instagram for the month because I caught myself spiraling into a depression because I literally am sitting here de- comparing my life to somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it, too. I only show what I want you guys it's to a highlight see. Tape. I only show you guys. I only show this, my social media, me having fun or me, you know, accomplishing something. I don't show them me crying myself to sleep at mm-hmm. night. I don't show them me trying to make myself not have an anxiety attack. I I don't show them me on my knees praying to get through something. I don't show social media that. And I think because of that, it makes people think that, oh, your life is perfect. And mm-hmm. as much as you say, don't compare, don't compare. We compare ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. We're human. We do it all the time. I think most millennials are, we're really good at creating a highlight reel, mm-hmm. whether it's your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever, even if it's just what you talk about when you see your family for Thanksgiving. You know, we're really good at highlighting all the good and sometimes we forget that a lot of the beauty is in the struggle. I completely agree with that. Um, We definitely all have our own path, but I think that's across everybody, not just millennials per se. I think Mm -hmm. we, like both of you said, definitely go on to social media and flaunt those things. Mm -hmm. And I have people all the time be like, oh yeah, Brooklyn, you live the great life because all you do is (laughs) I tell y'all that all the time between the two of y'all, Monday through Friday. (laughs) I was like, dang. I had to reevaluate myself. I was like, wow, is that really what I'm putting out there to the universe? Like, is that the only thing you think I do? Like, I have a whole job. I have a whole life that I do outside of this. Like, I'm feeding into other children like that can't just be it so Mm. um making sure that we stay well-rounded is at least one of my goals in this 2019 Mm -hmm. phase of Brooklyn (laughs) but yeah I think that's is definitely something millennials do but I think as we grow and um we get past this 25 year mark um I think some changes will happen (laughs) in our lives I think it's funny that I'm glad you brought this up because that's one of the things that I face is especially now kind of having a platform is how am I going to use it? I can use it where I'm with celebrities every day. I can just promote that. But like you guys said, there's somebody that's always watching us and maybe looking up to us. And the first thing that I want people to think is that, well, since Ryan been with iHeartRadio, my life is amazing. My life is mm-hmm. I'm with celebrities every day and all day, and I'm just hanging out because in reality, I'm with them for maybe five minutes, and then they may not even know my name after they leave. Mm-hmm. So That I, picture with Kanye was lit, though. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> but he ain't lit right now. He's not. Um, it's storage. But I say that to say, I don't know, like, the way that I now try to orchestrate my Instagram specifically is that you'll see me now kind of put in these little sayings or quotes or inspirational videos because my goal is kind of to show people, although I still may be good in one aspect of my life, there's still a phase that I'm still going through. There's still a struggle that I'm also 
fighting too, just like y'all. And I think Amani, you real though. Like y'all know I work all day, every day. That's <laughs> my life. But seeing when I used to see like y'all going out snaps and stuff like that, I would compare myself, and then I would find myself being like, dang, am I missing my twenties because all I'm doing is working definitely not okay. <laughs> you're not you're, 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 the, you're, you're the best you're best wife king petty okay, okay you're best we wife okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right we talked about millennials but i also want to switch the topic and get a little interesting um i want to talk about dating and relationships mm-hmm. with you guys um What's the status, first of all, before we get into this topic? So I'm single. Ooh. Actually, I say I'm in a relationship. <laughs> no, I'm talking about myself. Not, not right <laughs> Be careful with your Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I'm in a relationship, I say, with my job 24-7. I am single, and I think... I don't know, I have a kind of a, a slightly unique take on dating because I've never actually officially had a boyfriend. Ooh. I'm about to be 25 years old, and I always have felt like if I don't see it as a future, why put that label on it? Okay, stop right there. We're going to go back. Ooh, felt that in the room. Amani? <laughs> it depends on who's listening, but right now, we're going to go with I'm single, but it's also complicated, baby. It's complicated. Um, I'd agree. I'm definitely dating my job, um, but I also am dating. I'm not in a relationship, but I am committed to somebody <coughs> right now. Mm, juicy, juicy. <laughs> and I'm very single. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do we start with this? Where do we start? Dating in 2018, dating as a millennial, dating in just in our generation specifically. It's so different. It's hard. Yeah. Because what is it? It's like how do you define it? Difficult. I don't think you can really define it because like back in the day, they used to, people used to date multiple people um, until they found the one they wanted to get in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. You go on, you date one person, and then you, you're expected to commit yourself to that person. Baby, if I don't have a relationship title, I'm not gonna commit myself to you. Okay. I think hookup culture complicates it too, to be honest, because mm. it's it's this whole at least for me, I feel like oftentimes we're stuck in this whole situation where we don't if you don't define anything right away, it gets super wishy-washy. And I feel like I see people constantly questioning where they stand with people instead of just being open and saying, hey, I'm enjoying hanging out with you. I'm enjoying going to dinner with you. I'm enjoying whatever the hell you're doing with somebody. But I don't want to take this any further. You know, just be clear with it and like not making sure that nobody's being let on. I feel like that's the most difficult part. So then I propose the question, mm-hmm. are you okay with that though? Because if you're somebody who's like, I gotta see a future, but you're just telling me we just gonna hang out and have fun. But you know what? For me, I'm okay with it, but I need honesty. I need to just lay it out on the mm-hmm. table and say, okay, what, what is it that you're expecting out of this? Mm-hmm. Because it's happened to me where I feel like I'm in a situation that I really enjoy. I'm, I could see myself you know, really hanging out with somebody and, and spending time with somebody, and then all of a sudden, it gets way too serious, and I feel like I pull back. Um, I honestly think that one of our um, 
I wouldn't say issues, but something that complicates dating in 2019 and, and dating as a millennial or whatever. It's 2018. Um, it's 2018. <laughs> oh, Look at me. Already in 2019. <laughs> we're forward thinking. Uh, it's okay. Forward thinking. That's what I do. Okay. Um, just the what it means to have the internet as a tool um, for dating, like through social media, through dating apps, like people have OkCupid and Tinder and Grinder and all these other apps to hook up or, or try to find people or meet people. I think that that can make things difficult sometimes because the world becomes so big around you. Um, Mm-hmm. For me specifically, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I want to, I guess I want to go on a date, but then I find myself busy and then I'm like, am I busy or am I just not making the time to mm-hmm. entertain at all? I agree with just about everything everybody said, um, but specifically what Brenda was talking about, about communication and how we miss that. I think one of the things that we need to work on is listening to nonverbals and actually listening mm-hmm. to what somebody has to say. I mean, I'm not going to put names out there. I have plenty of friends right now (laughs) messing with people who have blatantly said, like, this is what I want, and they're just not hearing it mm. um so it's really a can, can you listen like <laughs> um not just communicate can you listen um to what i'm saying to you and what my nonverbals are if, if you have expectations of this and they're not meeting that and you verbalized it you need to know that's not what they're gonna do or mm-hmm. that's not what they want and you have to either come to terms with that or move on um and i think that's one of the things that we struggle with is that communication barrier and i think we we latch onto the idea of something the idea of mm. a relationship mm. the idea mm. of the perfect person and so when we but why is that well, though well I I don't know highlight like, real well the highlight real so we'll 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 find someone who's like 50% of what what we want right mm-hmm. and they have the potential to get to at least the potential. 80 the 80 90 range but we so we latch into the idea of oh in a couple years they might be what I need mm. they might be where I need them to be but how do we know what somebody might be we don't we know don't, what we need to exactly be. and which is why we get we get stopped in situations like stuck in situations like this right so i just don't i just think that we need to start being realistic with ourselves and separating the idea from the person this is coming from someone who just learned how to be with themselves. Um, can you, can I testify to that? Okay. Because I have known no. Brooklyn since Ooh. fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I always got a man. And okay. I don't know if there's been but what a was, what, was, what was your relationship status, Brooklyn? <laughs> when? And you got yeah. one? Yeah. Um, with, I am not in a relationship, but I am dating someone with the, I, like, with the, intention? the goal to have a relationship. Yes. Now. Now I am. Okay. I've been single for a long time. Yes. We'll talk off here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what were you going to say about that? We said this is coming Oh, from learning someone. about being with yourself. Um, at least myself. I had to struggle with learning to just be with me and knowing that that's okay. I think there's a lot of growth that happens in that period. Um, you learn who, who you are, what you want, what you don't want. Um, and you can't do that just chasing anything. So I would just be with somebody because I'm like, okay, you're entertaining enough for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing like, knowing that this is not my husband. Um, and that was something I had to come out of. That is um, my biggest fear. Yeah. So I'm not in the practice of wasting my time anymore. Um, the clock is ticking. My mother is looking for grandchildren. <laughs> so. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Cindy. <laughs> so I was listening to the Ariana Grande song. Oh, what? Jesus. Thank you. Next. Well, that's my song. Okay. Um, and she talked about how her next relationship was going to be with herself. And I think um, 
have mm. you fallen in love with yourself? Because until you've done that, you you'll never be able to happily and successfully be in love with somebody else. And I'm still in the process of doing that. Like I'm dating myself right now. You know, it's lit. I love myself. <laughs> you know, me and myself have a good time. Me all right? myself and I. Uh, okay. That's all I got okay. in the end. Because I'm my best friend, and you have to get there. I love that because I think that a lot of us have always grown up hearing, you know, I'm looking for my other half or this person's my other half. And to me, that was always one of the most repulsive things that I could hear about a relationship because I do not want another half. I do not ever want to feel like I need somebody else to complete me. Mm. I feel like I want to be independent. I need to be strong. I need to find validation in myself and then have somebody who is an asset to that, who compliments that, who helps me thrive, not somebody who completes me. And I think that that's kind of probably, that's probably a little bit of, of why I've struggled so much too in in finding out what I want in a relationship or in relationships in general because I've always felt like I don't want to use somebody as a crutch. I want to lift myself up first. I want to propose the question, how this kind of switching gears, but when it comes to dating, I feel like our generation, you could be talking to multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> What's the question there? <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm not in a relationship. So uh, is it okay? Though? I agree. But the, it, is it okay? And then yes. when do you realize I got to cut the other three? Okay. Of the- I'm going to answer that question first. Everyone can chime in. But it is okay to talk to multiple people at once. Okay, as long as y'all haven't had the exclusive conversation, you can talk to as many people as you want until y'all have become exclusive. And exclusive, I don't want to be exclusive but not have a title. So we're going to be exclusive and be your girlfriend. If I'm not your girlfriend, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want to do. I just I, I think that men think that, oh, I can I can talk to a girl uh, a couple times a day. I can FaceTime her at the end of every day. I can send her flowers every couple weeks, you know, uh-huh. or whatever, whatever it might be. Women are sneaky. And I think I that's what I'm thinking the whole time Amani is talking. Like, okay. I hear what you're saying, but I'm at the stick up for the men on this one. Like, I feel like that's why you're laughing right now. Because y'all just know the way that we do it. But I feel like y'all could be doing the same thing. This but, is the thing. But if you find out that he has multiple females. Oh, it's a whole issue. Th- th- but the that's pro- why? I think that but the, that's the problem. But it's double standards for everything. But it's about communication. <laughs> I think that it's totally fine as long as you're upfront about it. Because that's the problem. The problem is that people are afraid to ask those questions. And I think the problem is, going back to Brooklyn saying communication, you can still ask those questions at the beginning and you can still get an answer that's not truthful. Definitely. Brooklyn also said something important. She said, women are sneaky. Can you elaborate on that, please? Because <laughs> I'll back you up, this. Seats. I'll back you up, this. <laughs> Man, um, I wouldn't. I'm not sneaky. Uh, if you ask the right <laughs> question. <laughs> sneaky woman today. I'm just saying, if you ask me the right question, I'm going to answer it. If you don't that's ask, n- I'm not going to tell you. Like, you know? But, no, that's sneaky right there because he can ask. Ask you the same question that you know you should answer if with the right answer. If you ask me where these flowers came from on my desk, I'm going to tell you. But if you never ask, I'm never going to tell you that they came from somebody else. So men are scared mm. to ask certain questions because they don't want it to be flipped back on them. Mm. That's I've dealt with that situation before. 
let me just say, I don't, don't want to categorize, like, say it's all men. I mean, I feel like everybody's at least seen or been around a relationship where you know one person is super committed and giving everything, and then the other person is running around with half, half the people in the town. So I get what you're saying with that. So then when do you cut it off? When do you cut that off was the, the second question at the beginning. So if you're talking to multiple people, uh-huh. when do you feel like, all right, I'm about to go exclusive with one, I got to drop the other three, and do you ever truly drop the other three? I feel like... You <laughs> Brenda, to- you okay over there? Uh-huh. <laughs> so this last person I was talking to, um, I dropped everybody for I li- I dropped everybody for because I felt like it was at a point in time where we were getting serious, and I felt like I didn't I didn't want to be the one to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I that's why I dropped everybody else. I was when you say to. drop, what does that mean? Like is the number still on your phone? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, the number. I don't. I stop don't delete people. But I just stop communicating with them. Like, one person had to be like, hey, I'm talking to somebody. So you got to kind of know who you're dealing with and know how to move. What I've heard has all been valid. I think that in terms of the cutoff that you were talking about, Ryan, I think that there just becomes a point Um at least in my own experiences, where you look at one person and you're just like, they're everything that I need or everything that I want. So there's no point in having the rest. And I've only experienced that moment maybe like two or three times. Two more than me. <laughs> yeah. But um, don't compare yourself. Talk about that. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> But I think getting to that moment is is realizing, oh, well, that's when to cut it off, when you're just like, wow, like, everybody else is cool, and I can I can be friends with them, and I appreciate it, what they added to my life, whatever they did. But when you know that you are with the one who you want to be with, I feel like if you're really with that person who you know you want to be with, then maybe sometimes, at least for me, like, there is no other options in that in that moment. But... Everybody's wired differently. Everybody thinks differently. And I think that we have such, uh, um, not a framework, but a, a guideline, a, whatever life tells you, like everybody's supposed to be monogamous and blah, 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 and everybody mm-hmm. falls into this. But I think that there is a spectrum of different identities and how people feel about, you know, what a relationship means to them. There's a different spectrum of sexualities and mm-hmm. all types of things. So I think that trying to put it all into this binary of just like, are y'all together? Are y'all not? Are y'all this? Are y'all that? Some people work by just saying like, hey, we're just partnered and we hang out. I know a lot of men and women, men and men, women and women, whoever, people who don't identify with either of those, um, what do you call it, genders. They just be. Has anyone ever did that, though? You thought they were the right one, and then oh, it didn't yeah. go well, and then you'd be like, yes, dang. Nope. <laughs> the last person I was talking to, I just knew it was it. But Wow. Yeah. The one. I just, oh, man, in my head. Man, in my head? Uh, we Listen, I had it all planned out. Like, he was the one. But life, in the words of my friend Liv, life be lifing. Life be lifing. <laughs> and I got me. So... When it ended, did you go back to one of the other options? 
<laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but I'm not in a relationship with them. I don't see myself in a relationship with them. I, it's just someone to talk to. We're both on the same page. But I do think emotionally it might not be smart because there are feelings there. But Do you think our generation talks to people just to talk to for the company? Yes. Because yeah. that's what you, what you just said, kind of, I thought that. Definitely. But I still got the one who I thought was the one on my phone, too. So. Mm. Were you on the I opposite? had to cut that off. Your phone has a lot going on. Okay. You know, how I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing everything you say about oh, it. Brittany, you said you had a what? I had to cut off my previous person that I thought was everything. Like, who I thought I was going to marry. Um, like, we, we just cannot be friends at this point. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know how to be your friend. Like, you didn't live up to the expectation. Only that I had in my head, which goes back to communication. Um, I thought he was going to be everything that I needed, and he didn't show through with that. So I had to just say, Brooklyn, if you are going to move on, you need to move on completely. I wish no ill will on anybody who I've talked to. but and That's something I love about Brooklyn. Like, she, although it's not easy, she can do that. See me, I'm I'm one of those who like I'll try to hold on until like it gets too late sometimes. Um, but Brooklyn can just release and I need to learn how to release and move on with my life. I dare you to delete all those numbers right now, money. Ooh. Let's release right now. Right Let's now. do it. What? I'll Ooh. do it. I, I got to memorize. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you say I have to memorize. But you know, I might. I'm gonna consider that. It could be time for a fresh start. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about getting a new number, to be honest. Mm. Wow. And like, because I, like I said, I might, feel like you're going through a transition, Amani. I am. I'm going through, and this transition is hard. It's very hard. But I feel like it's needed. It's needed. And I'm ex- I'm excited to see what the other side has for me. And because in church today, mm-hmm. right, they were talking shout about shout out to New Faith. Shout out to New Faith Baptist Church International. Okay, um, they were talking about not going to the next level, going to the next dimension. Mm-hmm. And I felt that because um, not to put my business out here, but I'm put it be- out. Um, you're right. Transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in between jobs. Mm-hmm. I quit my job um, about two and a half weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was that was very very hard for me. Um, and so not having a job and then kind of just being in an awkward spot in life um, has really forced me to look at myself and through a different lens. And so I want to be more transparent, more transparent with the world. But in order to do that, I have to be more transparent with myself. Mm-hmm. So when God opens the door, I'm ready to run through it, not walk through well, it. With the right people. With the yes. right people. But that's the catch, though. Yeah. And you're going to have to learn that, I feel like, going through this transition, and I'm learning it, and I'm currently going through it, that when you go through this, when you go to this next level, and wherever level God is taking you. It's a new dimension, not a new level. we got to mm-hmm. speak it into existence. New dimension. Mm-hmm. Some people are not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And some people don't need to make it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I just challenged you almost to delete the numbers, because me just seeing you and hearing you talk, I truly do think you're about to go to a new p- dimension in a new season, but I feel like not everybody needs to be there and not everybody that you're talking about right now needs to be there. That's just what I'm feeling. I don't know. You're right. It's great to to have a network and be able to be like, hey, when you see people or um, you need something, it's always, I'm not saying you need to be cruel to anybody, but right. 
your circle being small means everything to me. Yes. I know I can depend on the people that are in my circle. I, they're not going to do me wrong. And if it needs to get smaller or if it needs to expand, like it happens when it's supposed to happen and I get a word from God in whatever way, um, that that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I got what I need. I have a great family support system. I have great friends. And I'm going to where I need to go. I can't get distracted. So, yeah. How you doing over there, Monica? I'm over here. My fee-fees, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what you thinking? No, I'm just thinking about life because it's super, super hard because it's like I am a lover and mm-hmm. I feel and I think I feel to a fault sometimes. Like I'll feel someone will tell me a story. I just internalize it. Like, mm. and then I want to do everything in my power to help them, even if it's jeopardizing what I have going for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, learning how to break from that and prioritize myself has been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like I have people very, very close to me that I love dearly. Like, I love, I would give my life for, and they're going through something, but I can't be there for them like I want to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And it hurts me, but mm-hmm. I know I have to prioritize myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just dealing with certain situations like that. It's, it's hard. So that's what I'm thinking about. Also about like all my friends can't be my friends. Y'all can be acquaintances. Y'all can be in my life. Come on now. I value yeah. you, but I know who my friends are. Mm-hmm. I know who my my circle is. I know who I could call. Mm-hmm. And my team is solid, baby. <laughs> We're solid. We don't even need a mask. Okay. <laughs> we can take over the world if we wanted to. So literally, though. Right. I think that's the key. The other, A few days ago, I was having a conversation with um, a few of my friends and we're all really going through it. And we were talking about um, who is the most important person in your life? Mm. Not one of us said ourselves. Mm. Not one. It could be your mom, your dog, your boyfriend, your husband. But it has to be you first. Because I think that, for example, you talk about giving away little pieces of yourself. And I think that that's what we don't need to do. You know, you don't have to give away a piece of yourself you can give away your love, your trust, your whatever, but you're still solid, mm. you know? And I, I don't think it's selfish. I think that a lot of times we think putting ourselves before family or before whatever, I feel like you can't give back unless you are whole, you know? And sometimes we exert ourselves so much trying to keep everything in check and you want to be there for everybody else, but how are you going to be there for everybody else if you're barely holding yourself together? Yeah. That's really, that'll make me cry if on this podcast. Like you don't ever know what happens at Ryan's Rundown. Okay, words. Right? Oh, Jesus. I, what do I, I want, there's a lot that I'm thinking. <laughs> Tell us. I want to say, and I guess this may go back directed towards you, especially with you just saying you just quit your job. My new job at that that I was so excited about. Mm-hmm. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brooklyn May knows, but for me, and I've talked about this a little in episode one, the hardest part of my life to date was when God told me to sit down and shut up. Mm. And I went through, it was almost a year and some change before I got this job that I could not get a job coming out of college. And I came out of college with a resume and with experience that was on paper, I should have been handed one. And I was doing everything in my power to control it. And if anybody who knows me, I'm a planner and I plan everything out to the T. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have control, literally, it well, it drove me crazy. But what I realized is that isolation season was the best season. 
So I can tell you, you're going to go through nights where you are going to cry yourself to sleep. You're going to go through mornings where you're not going to want to wake up in the morning. There was nights that I did not want to leave the house. I did not want to leave the room because what are you telling me? I'm not in in this industry. I was just in this industry for three years already in college. And I think you specifically are about to enter a similar transition. So uh, the whole time you were talking, like I was, it was like seeing a mirror image and seeing where I'm at, like now, like talking on this mic, on this podcast, like on this app. None of that, none of this would be happening if I didn't go through that season, because that's when you're truly going to learn who's planning your life out. You're right. That's powerful. You're right. It's power and patience. Amen. It's power and grace too. Mm-hmm. And not only extending it to the people around you, but extending it to yourself. I think that we're so hard on ourselves all the time about mm-hmm. the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and the things that are completely outside of our control. Um, lately, I've been feeling that, especially because I transitioned from D.C. to Chicago. And it's not like it's been a difficult transition. It's just that the headspace that I was in when I knew it was time for change, literally everything just kept saying that I did not need to be in D.C. anymore. I needed to be home. Um, and... That mindset every day, like just learning that my days were numbered and I just didn't, that, that was a place that I didn't want to be anymore. And I knew that something else new was coming. I just didn't know what. I was just trying to do anything and everything. And then social media plays a role because you're snapping this and on Instagram and all that. And everybody's just like, oh my gosh, you're doing so amazing and blah, 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 blah. But they don't see the inner worries of what we deal with every single day. Yeah. So. I get excited because. Um, all of y'all, um, although I'm not very close with Peyton or Brenda, but I still, like, feel for y'all. I don't know what you're going through, but it makes me so much more excited that, like, there's other people that are going through things. Yeah. Like, everything isn't just what it seems. Um, I want to <laughs> challenge each and every one of us. I just, I don't know, let's just put it was on my spirit because I feel like each and every one of us in this room we're all successful in some aspect mm-hmm. and I know Brenda like I don't know you as well Peyton we know each other for a while but we were able to reconnect today yeah. um, but I think we all are making moves and I don't think we realize sometimes how many people are looking up to us and how many people are watching us I just had an incident yesterday where we had our music summit and this, he may be like in his 20s, came up to me and was like, just let you know, I've been following you on social media. But I had no idea who he was. Yeah. And afterwards, you know, at first he was like, damn, my little celebrity. But <laughs> I realized afterwards that somebody is always watching yeah. and you don't know how it can affect somebody or how it can help somebody else get through their situation. So with that being said, and you don't have to if you don't want to, I'll start off. I just kind of want to, we're all going through things, and we're, but we're all still successful. And we're going to continue to go through, and we're going to continue to go through seasons, highs and lows. Um, I kind of all want us to share one thing that we're currently kind of fighting right now mm-hmm. or going through. Oof. And because um, I want to show people that we may have it, but look, I'm going through this right now. Mm-hmm. So I know for me personally, Although this career is amazing and I'm doing, you know, things that I never thought I would be doing, I'm still battling with anxiety of am I missing out on everything else a part of my life. If you notice that whole relationship conversation, I'm quiet in because my whole life has been work. Mm. And I'm afraid that I'm going to hit 40 and I could be interviewing somebody on the red carpet, completing my goal, 
And right when I get off that red carpet, what is there to life? Mm. So that's currently something I'm going to do. Well, I got a book. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But full transparency. Yeah, um, be. I've been depressed for the last two and a half weeks. Um, It really started before then. So I'm really battling depression. I suffered a lot through that about three years ago to date, almost. I... So I'm still I'm still struggling with that, and it, but it looks different this time. Um, I can get up and be functional. I'll be in the room, but I'm not in the room, and I think mm-hmm. that's happened to me a lot lately. Like I'll be out, but I'm not out, um, and so that's one thing I'm going through. Another thing is um, being confident in myself. I think when when I quit my job, I lost part of my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know wh- what where that came from, but. Just being confident again. So I think those are two things that I'm really battling is depression, something crazy, mm-hmm. and just being confident about myself again. Appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. I am battling with um, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do a lot, but I'm struggling with understanding what I'm doing just to pay a bill and mm-hmm. what I need to be doing that's purposeful. What am I doing to give back? Because I'm a very giving person at heart, but it's not showing through in my work right now. Um, so I'm really struggling with what I should be doing versus what I am doing to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you sharing. I think for me, um, well, we're struggling with a variety of things, but... For me, I would have to say um, a lot of it is associated with confidence in addition to imposter syndrome. Um, just yeah. with the things that have, have come, the blessings that have come to me in my life. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it's important to be rooted in faith or, or rooted in whatever it is that gives you you know, an outlet to be able to, um, to truly appreciate what's coming your way, but also be able to internalize it. What does it mean to fully stand in in the gift and the blessings that you've been offered? What does it mean to to um, oh, oh? And thinking of that, I think of uh, Marion Williamson's. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm-hmm. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be, you know, mm-hmm. brilliant and bold, confident? And then it goes into, well, who are you not to be? And so. I think about that, and I have to realize that I think that the biggest thing that I am afraid of is myself. Um, in addition to that imposter syndrome of just also feeling like maybe it ain't me, maybe it's not enough, maybe like I, I go to this elite school every single day, and I'm in here like I don't know any of this stuff. That's another thing I'm struggling with. These courses in grad school, they <laughs> are just disrespectful to say the least <laughs> I thought I was like oh I'm gonna go to Chicago and study public policy and it's gonna be all great but just being in a place where you see these people who have been private school educated their entire lives or they just have like they're coming from money like money money and and just like I'm I don't know what's going on half the time well more than half of the time and I can I, sometimes I feel like well why was I let in in the first place mm. You know, why, why was I even put here to be in this position? And so, like, that imposter syndrome of just being able to say, like, no, I'm here right now in my life for a reason, and I need to capitalize on the opportunities that are presenting themselves to me. Um, I think that's something that I've been dealing with. But 
I think it really starts with the self, and that's what I'm trying to work on right now because I got to get over this imposter syndrome. I got to stand and step into the glory of, of what God has put in front of me right now. And you will. Yeah. Yeah, you will. We all do. Appreciate that. Well, I'm struggling with a lot right now, too. I feel like I'm in a very, very transitional period because anybody that knows me knows that for the last few years, I've had a big goal in my mind, um, a big career goal. And I, I got it. I, I was there. I reached the pinnacle, or what for me was one of the pinnacles. And I realized that everything isn't what it seems. So what happens when you reach these major goals and you realize that everything is so much different than what you expected? So right now, I'm currently officially unemployed and trying to find out what the next step is. I feel like I have my purpose very defined, Mm -hmm. but I haven't totally found my voice. I feel like so many other people have been defining me and have been saying who I am, have been writing my narrative, and I'm trying to reclaim that. That's the biggest struggle that I'm having right now. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get this deep today. I didn't think so. I didn't I talking about dating. How we got Amani over here in tears. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I cry, yeah. Brooklyn holding it. back tears. Oh. Peyton's like, these Negroes. <laughs> 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 um, I appreciate all y'all though telling y'all stories. I I'm with you. I didn't know it was gonna go that way, but I'm glad it did because I think it's a conversation that more young people, more minorities, um, specifically our age, need to have. So, wrap it up. Give everybody a little rundown of your social media, how they can follow you, <laughs> stuff like that. Amani, you got thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. Oh What's up? It's your girl, Monty G, again. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to my struggle story. It's okay. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. My social media is at M-A-N-I underscore D-N-T-C-A-R-E. Monty underscore don't care, no O in the don't. Hey, it's Brooklyn. Um, you can find me on any social media um, at hello underscore B-R-K-L-Y-N. Hello, Brooklyn. Hey, y'all. This is Peyton here. You can find me at the Peyton Head on Twitter and um, what's the other one? Instagram. And that's T H E T H E P A Y T O N H E A D. Hi, it's Brenda, and you can find me on Instagram at Bren Smith Lazama. That's B R E N S M I T H L E Z A M A. I'm also grateful that. Um, we had the opportunity to talk about a lot of this because I feel like a lot of us came in with a lot bottled up. And at least for me, I know that it kind of clarified a few of my thoughts at least a little bit or mm. giving me something to, to kind of go back and think on. So thank you for, for giving us the opportunity. Okay. And um, we'll see. We'll see where things go from here. But I, I feel good. I feel really good leaving here. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Well, thank you, King Petty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, I kind of want to do this like in the next year, see what I'm happens. Out. If anyone's hiring, let me know. Okay. <laughs> oh All right. I got a good resume. <laughs> you should put that LinkedIn out there. Drop that LinkedIn. Right, what's your LinkedIn? My LinkedIn is Amani Simmons Elwa. My last name is Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. All right. Last name hyphen E-L-L-O-I-E, Amani Simmons Elwa. Please follow me on LinkedIn. I have a good resume, y'all. You heard it. Um, and y'all know where to follow me. It's King Petty. Always here on the iHeartRadio app. 
Um, I know y'all have listened to a few episodes, but I always end it with a quote. So that's why I was on my phone, because I didn't know what the quote was going to be. I had one prepared. <laughs> about, I have a quote. N- <laughs> <laughs> your mic is off. Mic three, you off. We can't hear you no more. <laughs> uh, so that's why I was trying to figure out, like, how do we kind of sum this up? And I feel like we all talked about trying to find ourselves and not worry about the outside world so much. Mm -hmm. So the quote today is, every minute you spend wishing you had someone else's life is a minute spent wasting yours. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. We good? All right. That's Ryan's Rundown, episode six. You can always catch it here on the iHeartRadio app. Until next time, we out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.